In this episode, I talk about recent happenings in the WWE, Picard Season 2, and Weird, the Al Yankovic story. All that, among other topics. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hey there, Checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek coming to you from a rainy weekend, kind of gloomy weekend in St. Louis. Also warmer than it was the last time I talked to you. Last time I talked to you was like negative temperatures, all that kind of stuff, and it was uh, it was what a lot of people thought was ugly out there. In fact, the start of this past week was uh, very icy. We had an ice storm that rolled through. An ice storm hit most of the country, I think, but... We uh we had basically an icy morning. It was fine by afternoon, but a lot of places had it worse. But uh, we are in a warm-up. It's going to be in the 50s and such a lot of this week. I know a lot of you only tune into the show for the St. Louis weather roundup, so there you go. That's where we are. We're a little too warm. It's been rainy, and uh, there's still a bunch of leaves in my yard. I didn't uh, I didn't get around to doing the leaves this year. Wanted to, meant to, had the leaf blower out, couldn't find my extension cord, so that kind of killed it for that weekend. And then ever since, it's either been raining or snowing or something every time that I've, like, had a day off that I could have dealt with it. Like, there's, I just, I haven't had the chance. So, got a bunch of leaves in the yard, probably until spring. I don't see myself getting to that before spring at this point. Partially because, fuck it, you know? But uh, also just, like, uh, time is short, and it's it's just gotten away from me. That happens sometimes. Uh, folks, we are about two minutes into the show, and we have uh, cats who are ahead of us by at least one segment who are recreating the Royal Rumble in the background. I have had to pause three times already. Like, nothing's happened yet in the show except for the weather report. And uh, I've had to pause three times to just kind of deal with that. That's uh, well-timed, guys. Good job. John Cohen and McGuire making themselves known tonight. They're very good boys, but they're a little rambunctious sometimes, and this is one of those times. But that's okay. We, uh, we're, we're good with rambunction on this show. We're, we, on this show, we work with cats. Uh, that needs to be a t-shirt. If I ever get my shit together to do t-shirts, that uh, uh, we need a t-shirt that says on this show, we work with cats. That, uh, that, that's definitely one of them. I've said that a few times now, so probably make that a shirt. If you like the show, and based on the content you've gotten so far, who the hell wouldn't? Uh, there is a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. It's available on all the streaming apps, including the one that you're listening to it on now. If it's not on your app of choice, let me know, and I'll do my best to get it there. If you want to know more about me, go on over to derekbrink.com. Lots of stuff to click on there. If you like the music that you hear throughout the show, please feel free to download it all for absolutely free. All you do is enter zero as your purchase price, and I don't collect your email address, so I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it if you loved it, and you do all that over at uh, derekbrink.bandcamp.com or at fromthebrink.bandcamp.com, depending on what song you're hearing, and all of that's kind of made clear in the 
Uh, breakdown on the page. This is the part of the intro I haven't really got scripted yet. If you want to email me, tell me what you think of the show, what you think about me, what you think about my opinions, uh, stuff that you want me to talk about, things like that. You can do that at db, those are my initials, db at derekbrink.com. So we got a lot of show for you. I don't I, I, We have a show for you. I don't know if we have a lot of show for you. Going to talk about the WWE in a minute. Uh, I don't know that I have anything that will serve as a visual representation of the WWE to use in a picture this week for the show cover. Uh, let's see. Do I have any? Do I have any non-disclosure agreements around here? Uh, I I I don't. Uh, I don't have a lot of WWE merch. At least none that would apply right now. Like I have a Finn Balor T-shirt from forever ago, and I've got. Like a, a Macho Man t-shirt and a Roddy Piper t-shirt. You got a Ric Flair t-shirt, who I know he is problematic to some people. Uh, don't have anything with Cody Rhodes on it or Bailey or anybody like that. We might, uh, we might have a weird, like a not quite accurate picture for the, for the cover this, this week. That's okay. It, it happens. Uh, hey, you know whose car still sucks? It's mine. Uh, I'm burning through a quart of oil a week, and they don't know why. Other than it's a, a 2013 Chevy, and the 2.4 engine that is in those vehicles burns through fuel and has a hilarious amount of other problems if you don't own one. And uh, Chevy knows about it, and Chevy hasn't done anything to recall or to reimburse or to help the people who are screwed over by it. Except at one point they extended the life of the warranty on the engine to seven and a half years. My car is ten years old. Uh, they they know they did bad and they just don't care enough to fix it. So I'm... I thought I was a Chevy guy. But I'm not going to be a Chevy guy after this car. Don't know what I'm going to get, but I have a feeling it's going to have to happen in February. It sucks. I gotta take my car into the mechanic every week and have him monitor my oil situation. And because I've been using the same mechanic for at least 20 years, they're doing all of that for free right now. Uh, God bless them. Good guys there at my service station. Which I'm not gonna plug just because most of you don't live near me. And also, uh, it, I don't have their permission to. And it feels like in that relationship, I would want their permission before talking about them on a show where I say fucking things sometimes. Um, but they're good folks, and they're they're treating me right. It's just that my car and the dealership that sold it to me treated me wrong. Uh, but in other news, and better news, well, in weirder news, that, get, that then turns into better news. Uh, this past week, after I'd kind of dealt with the car for a day, I was at the house, I was working from home, and I kind of... Between things, just sort of on a journey through the house, sat down on my bed for a minute, and in something that I didn't think would happen to me after I lost 100 pounds in 2019, my bed frame broke. Just thunk, you know, just kind of broke. Uh, 35-year-old bed frame. It, you know, that, that was inevitable, but hey, 35 years, that's a good frame. Uh, it just, uh, yeah, just kind of gave out, and, like, one of the corners, you know, I had to sort of prop up with some stuff so that I could still sleep on it, and it wouldn't kill the cats who like to hide under beds. Uh, so that was, that was something I had to deal with this week. I had to figure out, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta do something about that, you know. And, uh, I'll reveal a little part of my life to you here. I don't mind if people know this. For, like, most of my life, I've been sleeping on a twin bed. 
I told you that frame's 35 years old. I'm 43. Do the math on that. You know, it's a, a, a twin bed. I've been sleeping in a twin bed. Just never changed it, never fixed it. Haven't had much of a need to. Most people understand, you know, beds are expensive. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I used this as an opportunity to go, damn it, I'm 43 years old, I have a job, I deserve to sleep in a grown-up bed. So instead of just replacing the frame, I replaced the entire bed. The old mattress actually still needs to go out to the trash, but I, I, for all intents and purposes, I've replaced the old bed. And I got myself a full-size bed. <laughs> Meow to you too, McGuire. A full-size bed, if you don't know what that is, is uh, this, the width of a queen, but the length of a twin. So that's in a small bedroom like I've got, that's kind of perfect. So that's what I got. I, the frame was delivered one day, the mattress was delivered the next day. That's kind of perfect, except because of how my schedule shook out, the frame I had to put together the, in the morning before the mattress got there. So like I got up supremely early and built a bed frame before I did anything else with my day. Like, I did that, and then I logged into work, and uh, then a mattress showed up at one point. My brother helped me get it. You're, you know, you're, you're Papa Dave. He helped me get it uh, up the stairs and into the bedroom and stuff, and it, that went smoothly and quickly. The mattress is very light. It's just awkward down a small hall, you know. So, uh, yeah, so I've got a new bed. It's, uh, it's, maybe I'll put a picture of that on the old blog. Uh, not as the cover to the show, just on the old blog. Uh, it's, it's, it's going pretty good so far. A couple of nights in it. It's, uh, my night table is, or end table, what do you call that? The little cabinet next to the bed, that thing. Way too far away from me now, because I sleep, I, I sleep on my right side and sort, but like on the left side of the bed. And, uh, that, uh, that is... A little bit of a reach, because the end table's on the other side of the bed, and I gotta, you know, like, roll across to get it now. So I'm thinking about getting a small, like, something the size of one of those old ashtrays that you would see in, like, a waiting room at a, at a store or something. Like, something about that size, just to put on the side of the bed next to where I sleep. I know what you're asking. Why don't I just move the nightstand? Uh, nightstand, that's a good word for it. Uh, the reason I don't do that is because then I don't have enough room to get into the bathroom that's right there. It's, it's all, everything's a problem, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, uh, that's going on. But otherwise, I'm enjoying the bed. It's fine, you know? I mean, it's fine. It's a bed, you know? Like, I don't, so many people have these life-changing stories about, oh, and then I got this bed and my entire life got better. I believed in God again. Uh, it's, it's a bed. It's a bed. Folks, it's a bed. Didn't get the nicest one that I could have gotten. Didn't get the worst one I could have gotten. I got a bed. And I'm sleeping on it, and it's going fine. Thank you for asking. Meow to you too, McGuire. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but he's meowing at me. You probably heard that. That was them thunking through the, uh, something. I don't know what they were thunking through. But anyway, so I got a bed. My car sucks. You know what, in the last episode, I talked about the Barbie movie, and I thought that, oh, I'm behind the times on this, no one's really gonna care. No, turns out I was super hot topical, wasn't I? Because in the week that followed, the Oscar nominations came out, and they only nominated the man! Uh, because, the, the, I mean, people think that Hollywood is so liberal and so quote-unquote woke. They don't get it. They don't understand either. They're, they're part of the system, and the system is broken. 
Just like whatever the cats are trying to knock over. Broken. Hey guys, chill. Sometimes I gotta tell them to chill. Uh, what was I doing? Worked up about the Barbie thing. Uh, Ryan Gosling released a statement that was a perfectly good statement that stopped just short of actually doing anything about it. Uh, it was basically the statement of like, hey, this is absolutely unacceptable. I'll see you at the show. That's, that's what his statement was. Let's not pretend it wasn't. I understand that it would probably be a whole bunch of problems for him and somebody quote-unquote importance money if he just said, hey, I, I thank you, but I'm not going to accept the nomination. What you're doing is wrong. I understand that would have been a problem, but I still think he should have done it. Uh, or I think if he wins, he should just cede his time to uh, Greta Gerwig and uh, let her do the speech, or to Margot Robbie. Uh, I'm uh, mad about it. I'm mad about it, as every woman I've ever met is. Haven't, haven't heard a lot from the, the guys I know, but every woman I know is, is mad about it, as am I. Um, and here's the thing, even if the Academy or whoever the fuck uh, decides that they're going to pivot and they're going to try to course correct, they're going to do it wrong and it's going to somehow be even more insulting. That's what they do. And uh, I don't know, man. We should be over this shit by now. We should be over this shit. We should just be working at equality and be over this shit. But we're not. Instead, we're probably going to award Ryan Gosling. Who, look, I understand this is the time that he's up for an Oscar. This is the time that's going to happen in his career. I understand why he needs to go to that show for him. But we're probably going to award him for a movie that he was the comic relief in, was not on much of a redemptive story arc, was not, like, he was the problem in that movie, you know? I don't know. It's not cool. It's not cool. And you all know it's not cool. I'm preaching to the choir. I know that. You don't, you don't listen to this show and think patriarchy is a great thing. You know, I, I, I know that about you folks. You're smart, educated, most of you. Some of you aren't. Some of you call me the three-letter F word in the emails that you send me because of the outro that I do every week. I don't know why you listened that long. Anyway, uh, for those of you who are nice, thank you. Keep being nice. For those of you who are mad about the Barbie thing, keep being mad about it and uh, affect change as best you can. And maybe, I mean, you know, we just have to keep talking about this shit until we can stop talking about it. You know, that's, that's all there is. But hey, we're going to talk about some other stuff. We're going to talk about some important stuff. And actually, some of this shit bleeds into the next segment, too. We've, uh, we've got plenty to talk about, so let's start uh, talking about it. Okay, uh, checkmates, I'm kind of coming to you from in the future here. This one, this, uh, this, this segment was recorded one way, and I'm doing it a different way now. Uh, this show, this episode was going to be longer than it is going to end up being, 
because there was a segment here initially that I'm right now replacing that I can't figure out a way to do seamlessly because because of how the show is structured. Um, there was going to be a segment here where I talked about WWE, uh, recent happenings in WWE, uh, them going to Netflix, which I'm just mad that everything's going to streaming media is the long and short of that. I was going to talk about the Royal Rumble, which I enjoyed watching, particularly enjoyed the women's match. The men's match was oddly paced and predictable, and the other two matches on the card were also very predictable, but the women's match was great. That's long and short of what I was going to say on the Royal Rumble. And uh, unfortunately in there, I also uh, needed to address the elephant in the room with what's going on with uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, I wasn't happy with my original comments on this uh, after listening back to it because uh, when I recorded those comments, I had the gist of it but had not yet read the actual complaint that has been filed against him, which, by the way, is 70 pages long. And uh, I uh, that took up a lot of the weekend. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't sleep so great reading it. Uh, read it after the Royal Rumble. Uh, for those who don't know, no trigger warnings on this, I don't think. I'm going to be as concise as possible, as clinical as possible, and I'm not going to share any of the horrifying details. Uh, Vince McMahon is being accused of deviant sexual acts, including assault, rape, and sex trafficking. That is as much as I'm going to say. The details are out there if you really want them. They are horrifying, assuming that they are true, and they look very true if the evidence holds up. I'm being careful with how I say it because this is you know, a show and all that, but it, um, it, uh, it, it, it's, it's ugly. It's really ugly. Um, it's, it's, it's at a level where so horrifying is what's in the complaint that... Uh, if the wrestling business were at a different point in its life, if things weren't going so well right now, it has the potential to just kill the business. It's really disturbing. When I did my initial recording of this episode, I had not yet read the complaint. I had read most of the Wall Street Journal article on it, which the Wall Street Journal article really just kind of leaned into the stuff that was sensationalism and was, I mean, it got, it touched on some of the horrifying details, but it, 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 it almost felt like reading that article almost felt like, well, there, this is still questionable, you know, and then you read the complaint. And if, I mean, if, if there's just a kernel of truth in the larger accusations in the uh, actual complaint, Vince McMahon needs to go to hell. He needs to go to prison for the rest of his life, and he needs to go to hell. Period. He probably does anyway. Even if he didn't do any of this, he probably is a, a horrible person and needs to anyway. Uh, Want to know uh, what I'm basing that on? He's rich. I'm hungry. Uh, but he he uh, uh, appears to have done... He has at least been accused of doing really, really horrible things. Uh... That, I mean, and this is really just the one case that we know about. We know that there were other people who he had signed non-disclosure agreements 
and so on. This this one person he stopped paying the non-disclosure agreement, and she decided it's time to come forward, and God bless her. Really puts a pall over being a wrestling fan and being excited about talking about wrestling and being excited about the Royal Rumble and excited about some of the backstage changes that have happened in WWE lately and things are kind of building momentum and going in a positive way. And yeah, it's very, very possible, maybe even probable. And look, I, I know people get exonerated all the time. I know that sometimes evidence is faked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's very, very probable that Vince McMahon is a horrible, horrible human being. I don't even know if we want to use the word human being. Uh, I, I don't want to do a fun, upbeat segment where I'm talking about how much fun the Royal Rumble was, although predictable, and how, uh, how I'm pissed off that Mon Monday Night Raw is going to move to Netflix in 2025 because I hate streaming services. It was a fun segment. It was a fun segment. I'm sorry, you're not going to hear it. It was a fun segment, but it, uh, against the backdrop of what Vince McMahon is accused of doing, um, it just wasn't appropriate. If I wanted to say something, because at the end of every one of these episodes, I do go out of my way to say, among other things, that women's rights are human rights, and it... I've been a wrestling fan longer than I've been a fan of anything else, and I'm, I'll am i be honest with you, I'm going to keep being a wrestling fan, I'm going to keep watching WWE. Vince McMahon is no longer in the company. Some of his stooges are going to be ratted out and removed very soon. The writing's on the wall there. Some of them have already left. I, I'm going to continue being a fan of that, of the, of the on-air product, Folks, if you look too close at anything that you enjoy high up enough, you're going to find somebody that you find repulsive. And that doesn't make the joy that you experienced any different. It doesn't make it worth any less. It just means that you've seen behind the curtain and you don't admire that person despite the fun that you've had. Um, I don't know. I just needed to say some of that. I, I promise you the segment was fun before. <laughs> it was it was fun. I said funny things. It, 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 it was a good segment. I'm floundering here. You can hear the stutter coming into my voice because I'm unsure how to play off the rest of this and how to get back to the nice fun show because I'm going to talk about, you know, Star Trek and the Weird Al movie in a minute. But I I, uh, I had to... I had to cut this episode down. I had to cut out the WWE stuff. And I had to address it. And I had to tell you that's why this episode is a little bit short. Uh, I still like wrestling. I still like WWE. Vince McMahon can go to hell. Vince McMahon can, can die in prison and go to hell. If, if a word of the accusation against him is true. And anybody that knowingly helped him can go right with them. Including people I like. Uh, it's one thing if you're dealing with someone who expresses remorse for their actions, someone who does the work to change. That's, that's not who we're dealing with 
here. That's it. Uh, we're going to play some music. We're going to play some upbeat, fun music. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about sci-fi and storytelling and parody songs and stuff like that. That's what we're going to do next. This show's a little bit weird in tone this week. Sorry about that. Sometimes real life gets in the way. We'll get better, I promise. segment that I'm doing in this episode, I'm suddenly realizing, is about stuff that I've watched. No music or anything like that in this episode. That's okay, I guess. It's it's sometimes nice to just talk about stuff that you've watched. Um, if my energy sinks during this, I gotta tell you, I had some really bad barbecue for dinner, and it just, it's, it's not sitting right. That's, uh, that colors, that colors the rest of what I'm gonna say. Just know that, know that I'm, I'm sitting here living in the wake of that. I want to talk to you about Star Trek. Uh, I, as, as most of you know, I am a Trekkie, and I prefer Trekkie, not Trekker, because I feel like Trekker is pretentious and is also a level of fan that I am not. I'm... Uh, I like the show. I have a t-shirt or two. That's about the end of it for me. I've, uh, never cosplayed. Well, no, I guess I have cosplayed a little bit because I, uh, one Halloween, I went to the office Halloween party wearing black pants and the, the red security shirt and people who, uh, people who were in the know were like, oh, red shirt, huh? I was like, yeah, I know my station. And, uh, it was just kind of, you know, kind of a gag. I bought the shirt for like 25 bucks. Like, that, all I did for that costume was I put on a different shirt. Like, that, that's it. And so, like, yeah, but I guess that counts as cosplaying. I wasn't any specific character. I was just random security guy. Um, I was, like, Ensign Ricky, you know? Uh, but, so that's, uh, uh, nobody start calling me Ricky. I just realized that could, you, that, that's, you could make that a nickname out of Derek, couldn't you? I could be Ricky. I don't want to be Ricky. First person that called me Ricky, I've got to stick my fist somewhere. Depends on who you are, where it goes. Don't don't find out. <laughs> I don't want to find out. Because that's that's a snap decision that you got to make in the moment with somebody. Is uh, All right, my fist is going somewhere. Where's it going? And uh, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to learn where I want to stick my fist in most of you. Name is Derek. Uh, <laughs> DB at DerekBrink.com if you had a problem with anything that I just said. Uh, Star Trek is, is what? <laughs> I've, I've had a long week, checkmates. I'm getting a little weird. Uh, the new bed is apparently not helping with uh, how sleepy I get by the end of a week. Um, I, uh, I, I started watching Star Trek Picard when it was brand spanking new. The first episode had just hit, and I watched that. Actually, over at my brother's place, with, kind of with my sister-in-law. She's also a Star Trek person. 
Um, and we, uh, you know, so I, I, I got into that. It's the reason that I've got Paramount Plus, because they've got all this fucking Star Trek stuff on it. And, uh, I, but I'm still buying the DVDs and the Blu-rays and stuff, because that's how you make something last. Uh, but I, I watched the first season of, of Picard, and I loved it, even with, even the, you know, big twist at the end that they've barely referred back to. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I think I said at the time, in, like on this show, I think I said that if I, if you just told me what the twist was going to be at the end of that show, that, I mean, look, spoilers, all right? I'll give you a couple seconds if you're crazy about spoilers. Spoilers for a show that, for a, a plot twist that happened three years ago that you should be caught up on by now. Uh, at the end of that first season, Captain Picard more or less dies and his consciousness is translated into a synthetic body, transferred into a synthetic body. He's basically Data now, you know? But like, fully, normally, Picard, the body is aging at the same rate that it would have had he had it been his own. It was a deus ex machina, fairly literally, actually. God in the machine is what that means, deus ex machina. So uh, pretty literally, deus, uh, data ex machina. Um, but yeah, it, uh, that, if you had told me about that you know, just before I had seen it, I would have said, well, that's stupid, and I wouldn't have wanted to see it. But having watched it and seen it happen and the way that they got to it, I went, oh, that was really good. I liked that, you know? And I think I might be the only person who felt that way, but I, I, that was my reaction. You know, I did really enjoy it. So I, I really, really enjoyed the first season of it. Dug in hard. It, it, I bought merchandise. I bought some of the wine. I bought some Chateau Picard wine that is still sitting here, aging somewhere. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, all that. Really, really loved it. And then just absolutely did not watch seasons two or three. No real reason, just COVID hit, I think, and I got out of the routine of doing a lot of stuff that I really liked doing when COVID hit. A lot of shows that I was watching at the time just fell by the wayside. I was, you know, going back to the old comfort food and stuff like that, and, you know, I just I just didn't watch it. Who knows why? So I finally, uh, but I still, like, a couple, like, Christmases and birthday or whatever, I still asked for those Blu-rays, and I got season two, and I got season three, and just didn't watch them. But I finally decided, you know what, I'm gonna get back into that show, I'm gonna watch season two and three. I know that in season three, the Enterprise crew gets back together, you know, no shock to me there. That was in all the promo material, in fact, so that's, you know, nothing ruined for me there. But season two, I hadn't seen, so I popped it in, and we pick up back with our band of merry misfits, and... We're dealing with uh, the Borg, we're dealing with Q, we're dealing with, uh, I'm just going to do all the spoilers right up top, we're dealing with uh, Dr. Girardi turning into the new Borg Queen, and it's fucking nuts, and, uh, uh, you know, Picard's dealing with his troubled childhood, and Q is dying, and just all this crazy crap's going on, and Seven uh, of Nine finally has a character... Like, she's finally something. She's not just ex-Borg lady. She finally has a character and beats and personality and depth. Unlike everything that she was in Voyager, she finally, like, the actress has something to chew on, you know, and, and gets to act a little and show us that she's good at it. And the character gets to grow and breathe and evolve. I really enjoyed season two. It was really, really good. It really, it gripped me. 
everybody did a great job. I even liked the dumb little side plot with uh, Rios uh, going off to, like, almost deciding to stay on Earth and ruin his life. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I liked, I liked all of that. I liked all of that. We go back in time. It's a time travel thing. And even that didn't bother me. And I don't like time travel. I, I don't like time travel as a solution. I don't mind time travel if it's just for the backdrop. Like, Doctor Who, it works. It's just kind of, all right, we're going to, I don't know, have we done Athens? Let's go to Athens and just kind of hang out and Doctor Who has to solve a problem in Athens. Yeah, and that and that's it. You know, like, it's not time travel as the answer to the problem always bothers me. Like, the necessity of, like, we have to create a paradox for everything to go back to normal. Uh, that's so dumb. It's dumb. It's always dumb. But this was time travel, and there was a little bit of that, but it still worked for me. Like, if you can get me to accept a time travel plot, you've done a damn good job of writing. You know? And I really enjoyed season two. I liked the twists and turns. I'm a little bit bummed that we had to say goodbye to Girardi. I really liked her character. Uh, but I loved how we got there. It was a lot of fun. And the stuff with the Sung family was disquieting. Wesley Crusher showed up at one point in his role as the Traveler. And that was fun to see. Good to see Wes. Hope he's doing alright out there in space. With Dr. Sung's daughter, whose character name I don't remember suddenly. Can't, can't remember everything, can't retain everything. I had a really good time watching that show. I'm going to dive into season three here real soon. Haven't done it yet. Uh, I actually started watching it and then kind of went, well, this, this didn't pick up right where it left off, therefore I'm mad at it. You know, because I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to walk around a little bit more in where we just were. But we're, you know, a little bit of, like the... I'm assuming several month to year break in between seasons for the viewing audience actually is beneficial, I think, between seasons two and three from what little I saw. So I'm taking a small break, but I'll get back into it this week. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing the Enterprise crew all back together and all that stuff, which I know happens. My one criticism, I hope they do a little bit more in season three just to put a bow on this. My one criticism of season two is we were really led to believe that Q, who was one of the all-time great Star Trek villains, we were led to believe that Q was going to be a much bigger presence than he was. Um, I just, I, I thought he was going to be just all over every episode. He's probably got like 10 minutes of screen time across all of the episodes. I think there's 10 episodes in it. He's, he's really not there a lot. It's a little bit disappointing. I mean, the whole thing happens because of him, and the whole thing resolves because of him, but it just really didn't feel like he was necessary. It felt like, yeah, we're just gonna... People like John Delancey, let's put him in one more time. You know? Which is fine, but I don't know. It felt like they could have done more with Q. I hope maybe he pops back up in Season 3 in some way, shape, or form, just to kind of... It didn't feel like the character got the send-off that it really deserved. You know, and that's 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 my one real criticism of it is it, I, I thought he was well used in the way that they used him. I just wanted more, you know, and like the leave him wanting more thing doesn't always work. So it just that that part fell a little bit flat with me. But of the two seasons I've seen so far, season two is my favorite. Like I, I loved season one a lot, so much so that I bought the wine. But as just a guy absorbing the product. Uh, as uh, as a viewer, I guess you would call me. Uh, I 
the viewing experience on season two was very fulfilling. I really, really loved it. So Picard season two gets my thumbs up and uh, up what we don't know yet. That's also going to depend upon the person. So, uh, yeah, liked it. Liked, liked Star Trek Picard Season 2. Another thing that I saw this week and liked is Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I found out that a lot of people don't even know that this movie is out there. I've known that it's out there because I'm a Roku subscriber and whatnot, and it was heavily promoted on Roku because they kind of, I, I guess, produced it or made it or were the studio or whatever. They were heavily involved. It was their property, basically. Um, my brother reminded me of it. He wrote about it on his last blog over there at davidbrink.home.blog. Mondaves with Dave. Uh, check that out if you haven't. He's your Papa Dave. You should give him a read. He talked about it, and I just remembered, oh, I still need to see that, you know? And I've, I've got the Blu-ray sitting around here, so I, I popped it in, and I watched it, finally. What the movie is, is it stars Daniel Radcliffe as Al Yankovic, which I know, he looks nothing like Al Yankovic. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it's completely unimportant to the story. It would actually be distracting if he did look more like him. Uh, but the movie is a completely fictionalized version of Al's life that is almost 100% inaccurate. It's 99.5% inaccurate. Just completely false, completely wrong, full of lies. And uh, Weird Al uh, helped write it and approved it at every step. And just was like, yeah, let's go nuts. You know? <laughs> and, and released a complete fabricated uh, biopic of himself. Biopic. It's, it's spelled biopic. Let's say, let's say biopic. Can we just change that in the English language to saying biopic? It's spelled biopic. If it's one word. If you hyphenate, then biopic is fine. Weird Al wrote it. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Daniel Radcliffe is a fantastic actor. I mean, most of you are going to know him as Harry Potter, but he's done a lot of stuff, and he's good in whatever he does, and he was good in this. He's a big Weird Al fan, he, you know, so that helps. Uh, to the point that when he, you know, found out that he was getting the role, he bought an accordion and started, you know, trying to learn how to play it, or at least play the stuff that he was going to be filmed playing. And that's dedication. That's, that's a, a good actor, but that's also a guy who wants to nail it because he's a fan, you know? And the good news is he nailed it. He was funny and played... It's very hard to play comedy as though it's a drama, but he did it very, very well. Everybody in the movie did. It was uh, like... It, the jokes in this movie don't work if you don't say them completely sincerely. A lot like Al's songs wouldn't work if he unless he did them completely sincerely, you know? So it works on a lot of levels. Uh, yeah, the movie... I mean, what do you say? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to get... You need to see it, you know? But the movie is basically a fictionalized version of Al's life. Uh, he gets an accordion as a kid and has to separate from his unsupportive parents, which Al's parents were ridiculously supportive. He loved his, his parents very much. Uh, but uh, he has to separate from them. It becomes this huge, massive rock star with a, a, a huge, swelled head and ego. And he's dating Madonna, and he's fighting drug lords. And <laughs> it just goes fucking nuts. And I loved it. Uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's... It's the Weird Al story that you want Weird Al to write. It's, it's a complete parody of his life. It's perfect in that way. He's a guy who has done nothing but write parodies. That's not entirely true. He has written some originals. But he's a guy who is known for writing parodies, and he 
in the ultimate meta joke, wrote a parody of his own life. It's beautiful, it's perfect, it's funny, it's got me listening to Weird Al again and kind of diving back into his catalog in a way that I haven't in a very long time uh, and having fun. Uh, I think I said in a Fab 15 episode, because I, I, I actually, I don't remember if this made the episode or not. Dave and I spiraled into talking about Weird Al briefly, and I, I, I don't remember if we just talked about it and then I cut it out of the show or if it's in the show. But if, if it is, if it isn't, you know, if I'm repeating myself, sorry. If I'm not, then this is germane to what I'm saying right now. Weird Al, if you took just his polkas, you would have a concise history of the most important music in pop culture of probably the past couple of decades. Like, just his polkas alone do a great job of summarizing what songs you should probably know for the last 20 or 30 years. You know? And, like, also, like, his parodies tell you what songs you should probably listen to from the past 30 years. 35? Maybe he was 80-something, wasn't he, when he broke? Like, it was 1980-something? So, 35 years, because I'm 43, and I was born in 1980. Yeah, the, the guy's career has served to highlight the best of pop culture and poke fun at it. How wonderful is that, you know? Weird Al deserves your respect. And by the way, he's also a great musician. He gets overlooked in that way. People recognize him as a wordsmith and recognize him as a comedian. He's also a really, really good accordion player. He's a really good writer and a really good musician. And you need to give him the respect on that end, too, by the way. So, uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. It is bizarre. It is off the chain, off the hook, off the whatever you want it to be off. It's, uh, it is that. It's absolutely bananas. It's, if I may borrow a word, weird, and you kind of have to see it to figure out anything about, like, anything that I tell you isn't going to sell you on seeing it, but you're going to see it and you're going to go, wow, I'm really glad I saw that. That was ridiculous. I had a lot of fun with that, you know? So do that. See it. It's still on Roku. There's a DVD slash Blu-ray out there. You can pick that up if your heart is pure, and uh, you can have a good time. The DVD comes with a bunch of extras, interviews and stuff, and there's a commentary track with Al and the director. It's good. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. You might not have even known it was out there unless you're a Roku person, but now that you know it's out there, seek it out. Roku is free. Get the Roku app. It's free. And watch Weird. Or if you know me, I'll let you borrow the Blu-ray if you want to. Except I'll want it back within about a week. Because I had a lot of things walk off over the years. And it's not that I don't trust you, but it's, I, I don't, you know, I don't trust you. But I still think you should see the movie. So hit me up if you gotta. But ideally, the app is free. And you stream everything else. Why not stream this? Just do it. Just stream it. Stream it, stream it, stream it. One man choose to give this life, another man pull the trigger. One man give all that he got, one man drown the riches. One man bathe in the fire life, another burn by what he is. And man, oh, and man, and man is a man. And man, oh, and man, and man is a man. All right, checkmates, as the barbecue that I had to eat slowly makes me sicker and the cats 
have largely settled down. Nope, there goes one. All right. As we uh, come to the end of the show, I guess. Uh, uh, wow. McGuire? You guys? 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 It's a house of love, you know. This is a house of love, not a house of uh, doing stuff. They're fine. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, the other stuff that's happened. I got the Peter Gabriel CDs I talked about last week. I have now the entire Peter Gabriel collection, kind of by accident. Haven't listened to it yet. Kind of got onto a Mark Lanigan kick. But I'll come back around here in the next couple of days and listen to, like, the first four albums. It'll be fun. It'll be fun for me. I don't know how you'll feel about it. It'll be fun for me. I'm going to enjoy that. Um, I bought boots. I bought new boots. About every 10 to 15 years, I gotta buy boots. I, I wear cowboy boots a lot. I like them. And uh, uh, they go with everything, uh, both jeans and t-shirts. And uh, I, uh, my boots were getting so beat up that they were... It was getting sad. Like, there's... I don't know how I did it. They're leather boots. They're good boots. I wore a hole right in the side of one of them. I must have hit a nail or something. But, like, there's, yeah, there's a definitive hole, like, in the side, like, almost as though I was doing skateboard tricks, which I definitely was not. Uh, so I just, I needed new boots. So I went out to, uh, to a boot store. I won't say which one, because fuck them. I went out to a boot store and uh, was shopping for boots. And at one point, I was getting very frustrated because I was having trouble finding... First of all, I was having trouble finding any boots in my size. I'm not... I, I have a relatively small foot. Uh, and boots, the width of the, of the boot matters as much as the rest of the size. So you have to pay attention to a lot of stuff that you normally don't have to pay attention to. Uh, and I just... I was having trouble finding anything in my size, is my point. So, but, like, the stuff that I was finding in my size, I was putting on, or trying to put on, and going, wow, I can't even get this over my foot. What is going on? And, you know, so I was even looking well above my normal size and going, yeah, I, I just, I can't... Why can't I... Why don't any of these fit? I don't understand. And a helpful uh, person at that worked at the store who was way nicer than most people would have been in this situation saw my plight, and I think kind of hung back for a couple of minutes and then came over to me and said, excuse me, sir, um, are you aware that you're shopping in the women's section? Pause for laughter. No, I was not aware of that. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, over there? Okay, thank you. Uh, please never mention this to anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she was very polite about it. Uh, very kind. I'm sure then went to her nearest co-workers that you're not going to believe what I just said. Men's boots and women's boots look a lot alike in the cowboy genre. It's, and in my defense, I was looking at one particular brand of boots and all of the boxes on the side of them had the letter M on them, which I assumed stood for men's and they did not stand for men. I don't know what it stood for. Medium? I don't know. I'm not sure what it stood for, but uh, not men's, as it turned out. So once I got to the men's section, uh, I had trouble finding anything that I liked. I mean, or, or the things that I found that I liked, there was something slightly wrong with them. Like, I found a pair that I thought, oh, this is right in the price range I want, It's yeah, and that's about what I want out of a boot, and I put them on, and the ankle just was a, too roomy. It was rubbing, and there was not a lot I could do about that, you know? And 
So I had to move on. I found another one that I, I loved everything about it. It was perfect, except the sole was rubberized in a way that was squeaky on the cement floors in the store that I was in, and I knew it would be squeaky on wood floors and wherever else. I like a good leather or wood sole on a boot, and that was not this. This was like a tennis shoe sole, and I hated that. It just, I, uh, uh, everything else about this is perfect, but no. And I finally got to the clearance section, and I found the, just a new, a new pair of exactly the same boots that I went in there wearing. So I bought those, because why change, you know? <laughs> like, I've been wearing Chuck Taylors for 35 years. Why should I, you know? It's, uh, uh, I was happy with that. I was happy that I found the same boots and walked out with them. So for a little bit less than I should have gotten them for, because they were on the clearance rack. So that was, that was good news, too. Uh, so yeah, I got new boots. Got my Peter Gabriel CDs. Got a mattress and a, and a frame. My car sucks. WWE, Picard, weird. Yeah, I think we talked about everything. Uh, Dave and I are talking about what we're going to do for the next Fab 15. Haven't fully landed on it yet. We'll let you know in the next couple of weeks, I guess. Probably going to do at least one more show without him, and then we'll do a 15. So Dave, lock it down. Let me know what we're doing. It says turn to pick. I picked the last two, so it says turn to pick. And uh, then we'll, we'll see what happens. I like the Fab 15 episodes. I know a lot of you do, too. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. I just don't know what the list is yet. I just like making lists. Even stuff that doesn't require a list, I, I'll usually make a list for. I just like lists. Well, thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for inviting me into your home or office or something. Whatever you're listening to me at, on, in, of, by, for, what? Thanks for letting me do this. Confused though I may be, I promise I'm fine. I'm not having a stroke. It's just not going great right now. I uh, really appreciate you letting me do this. Checkmates, please remember to do whatever keeps you happy, healthy, and safe. Please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and they shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And please, as the cats fight in the background, please... Be good to each other. Boys, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Forgive each other and forgive yourselves. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. I don't know, something.